numbers too big to ignore And I know too much to go back and pretend Welcome back to Black Our Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss a movie review. Run, Sweetheart, Run, that premiered on Amazon Prime, I believe, October 28th of 2022. It is a supernatural horror film directed by Shauna Festi, uh, also from a screenplay by her, I believe that's a female, Keith Joseph Atkins and Kaylee Terrell, produced by Jason Bloom, Effie T. Brown, Shauna Festi, and Brian Kavanaugh Jones. Our starring cast list is Ella Belinska as Cherie, Pelu Asbek or Asbiek as Ethan, Deo Akinie as Trey, Betsy Brandt as Judy, Ava Gray as Anita, Lamar Johnson as Norlin, Jess Gaber as Maya, Clark Gregg from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as James R. Fuller and Sheree, I don't want to butcher your last name as the First Lady, but she also starred in The Expanse. Uh, It looks like the running time of this movie is 104 minutes. Cinematography is by Bartos Nalzek, edited by Dominique, or Dominique LaPerry. Uh, that is probably incorrect, but <laughs> that's as close as I got. A production, Bloomhouse Productions, Automatic Entertainment, Quiet Girl Productions, and Game Changer Films. So a lot of people came together on this one. It premiered on Prime on October 28th, but on Sundance, January 27th. So if you have that, I do not have Sundance. You can also check it out there. How did I feel about this movie? Well, first, let's go to the critical response on Rotten Tomatoes. They gave it a 63% out of 49 critics. Um, Average rating is 5.7 out of 10. The website consensus reads, run sweetheart runs, heavy handedness blunts the effectiveness of its message. But this remains a wily, unpredictable thriller. And I think that last part is exactly what you find yourself jumping into this you're kind of like okay it starts here then it takes a whole other turn you really weren't expecting there were some genuine laugh out loud moments for myself but overall I think it was a like I like the idea that they're they're going after the feminist agenda here in a horror concept it just didn't it did not translate well throughout the entirety of the film. There was also some very questionable acting and the message. Yeah, the effectiveness of said message just simply did not translate very well. We start the the movie with our protagonist, which is Cherie. She is a single mother. That seems to be a theme nowadays. You know, I'm a single mother. I'm also becoming a lawyer. And I'm like, really? Those things, I feel as if they really want the feminist movement to be included with the idea of raising children and having that double, that double burden on a female. Because not only do we have to be professionals, but we have to be mothers. And I get that. But one, I said it in the last, uh, Thing I watched with Ella Belinska and I believe it was Resident Evil the series that she did is that she is not a convincing mother <laughs> not even a little bit she doesn't look like she's had a child she looks like she's still young single out there I would believe that she's a studying perfect uh, you know professional but I think the whole mother aspect of it is just to kick it up a notch But it wasn't even utilized as if that's the thing until the end of the movie, that that would be one of the the factors in everything that would be pushing her. Because I think that would have been very strong because the mother's instinct is probably one of the most powerful things on the planet because it it, it's just not um, even something that 
translates to a mother and a child, women have a tendency to take care of. It's that maternal thing. I think if they would have leaned more in that direction, it would have been a little bit more successful for them. Uh, you know, that, that fight to live, that fight to survive so that I can be there for my daughter. That seemed to be lackluster and put aside more of the other, you know, pressing feminist ideas being, you know, there's a law practice. It's all men, no women. They're only still regulated to being the, the secretaries. They're given the sweetheart, which I don't know about that. Maybe it does happen in other more predominant <laughs> law firms or, or Fortune 500 companies. But I work for a corporate company and I can assure you if you called anyone sweetheart <laughs> that person really would be fired <laughs> absolutely would be fired <laughs> they don't play they don't play those games they are I think after Weinstein they certainly is like yeah I'm opening myself up to a fucking lawsuit now I do like because on the one hand I want to say that and I believe it is to and I know it's to be true because I actually unfortunately had a situation happen to me where someone became very sexual harassing and I had to, I had to go, I dealt with it for quite a long time actually. And it was because it was actually a, a different situation with someone who was uh, the same color as I, both black Americans, you know, you want to be there for each other in the work environment, but unfortunately his, attachment got entirely too attached and and the commentary despite my dissuasion of it uh it, it turned into a situation it certainly did <laughs> one where it got very uncomfortable to the point where other people are noticing and they're like what the fuck so that that can still happen and i do know on the flip side of that, that there is people like uh, Jeffrey Epstein and, and that other bitch that was uh, Giselle. What, what was her name? I can't. Uh, I think it's Giselle. Some Maxwell, something like that, where not only that, the, I keep saying not only that, but the, the, the trade for sexual slavery is still a billion dollar business. So where is that money? It ain't coming from the nine to five, uh, you know, doing lumber. <laughs> That's coming from people with a, a serious amount of power. And you see in the movie, there's all these missing posters of women and, and no one really cares about these women that end up disappearing off of the face of the earth. There was a sign that says, I matter, a little bit of a Black Lives Matter influence in there. I, I will say it was heavy handed with the inferences in here. It could have been a little bit more subtle, but I think that was also the point. So I'm not criticizing it too much. It was meant to be a little bit of a hammer. But Cherie works for Clark's character. And despite her not, not at all thinking that she double booked him with a client and his anniversary, he sends her to fix her mistake that she doesn't even think she made a mistake of by going out with this client. Here's the thing. If I'm going out with a client, someone's coming to fuck with me. I, I ain't going by myself. Somebody going to be at the bar. Somebody going to know where I'm at. Why would, why would you even go out with the client to discuss what? Do you, are you his, are you his secretary or are you his assistant? I'm not, I don't think I was sure, clear on here that, uh, of why she would even be going out with this person anyway. Like, I don't know your business. <laughs> what are we supposed to discuss? If this is a client meal or a client thing, something work-related, A, there should be no no uh, consideration of the fact that you need to wear a freakum dress, as her friend pointed out, because she was trying to put on some jeggings. And people always do that. Your friend's like, sex you up, sex you up. Why do I need to be looking sexy? I'm going to work. I'm not trying to look sexy. I'm look, trying to look professional. <laughs> well, maybe if you change your mind later. Well, no, let's not change our mind later because that's not going to date with the intention of at the end of it, I might fuck you. Okay. Why?
well, not a date. You know what I mean? <laughs> that should, yeah, if it's going out for work, there is absolutely, in my mind, no no leadway for me to even consider doing anything else other than coming back home. That is what I want to get in. I want to get out and I want to come back so I can be in my PJs watching Netflix, you know, drinking my wine and trying to get my mood right for this child that's going to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. So I was not fully understanding why she even listened to her friend, but she does. She puts on her nice red dress and then she puts on a coat to try to keep it professional. And I'm like, that's no. Now, do you think that she was singled out because she reported the sexual harassment complaint to the other guy? Cause of course the her boss James is all like yeah no I'm not mad about that he's fired he should never like they're saying all of the right things even though behind the scenes he's like well fuck you you're now gonna be one of the women I'm gonna (laughs) tie tonight because you're someone who wants to push against the 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 patriarchy but he himself called her sweetheart so I'm not sure why she thought going to his house was a good idea that would not be someone on my radar let me go to your house and tell you about the thing that you set me up for (laughs) but this whole thing about this guy being attractive he was not uh he was short I'm not saying he was the ugliest thing I've ever seen but I certainly let me just say it like this as a black American woman I would never walk into a home looking that nice with a white man being there and expect to feel in any, I would not feel charmed by this situation. I would probably be a lot more uneasy, anxious, because I don't, with this person, all I'm thinking is power. If they have this much power, that means that they can abuse that power. And I am one black American woman who is still asking for my life to matter. So no, I'm not going in this situation with smiles whatsoever. I'm probably freaking the fuck out. Now this whole thing with the tampons all episode. So disgusting, by the way. I I, I could not with the with the period blood dripping down the fucking legs. I am disgusted. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, they're so nasty. Also, was was her boss just tracking her menstrual cycle or does this happen to be coincidental? <laughs> because it feels like he's got your scent. It feels as if, you know, the period blood's not the only scent. Is that the only scent he gets? I there were some holes. There were some holes that I did not get. But the, I don't care how fucking, that's some white feminist shit. Y'all want to take y'all t- period tampons and put that shit all over the place. I know for me, like there's one part where she just grabbed a pee. I was like, oh my God. That's nasty. No, 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 no. Some of us bleed heavy. I ain't had one in a while. Thank, thank the Jesus on that one. (laughs) I went to get some birth control with the intent of stopping that shit from happening. But what the hell? I, I don't feel feminist power when I'm thinking about my menstrual cycle. Maybe others do. I don't. I, I'm trying to avoid that shit at all t- cost. And when it's happening, it's, I just don't get how she could not think to stop and get some fucking tampons. <laughs> I don't care if a car is coming to pick me up. Hey, can you pull over to this dollar store, this gas station? I need some fucking tampons. Like it made no sense to me that this woman was leaking all over the fucking place the entire episode to my I need some tampons even when she get one tampon apparently that's not enough she bleeds so fucking heavy like girl you don't need tampons you need a fucking pad go get a pad put two in there because <laughs> the tampons ain't working but ridiculous that she doesn't have a tampon she goes out without a tampon and just is like yeah it's gonna leak all over my panties we didn't even see her roll up one of those freaking um you know those uh toilet paper pads <laughs> just to get you until you get home i don't understand why this was a plot point <laughs> with the period it's like someone needed to shoehorn this in here it's unique there's no debate about that 
So I want to give it credit for that. But man, that was too much for me to bear because it's disgusting. I, no one, no, I don't know what woman is watching that happen and feeling empowered. I, <laughs> I was just more like, wash your ass, you nasty motherfucker. Go get some FDS. Tell my hydro sick, get some FDS. Go in the store. <laughs> you go, go there, go there. All right. Don't act like there's not a whole deodorant aisle for your pussy. Why she stinks? Matter of fact, at one scene they showed that she bought a whole box of fucking tampons. How the hell are you still bleeding? Jesus. So this all leads to them going to dinner. He's like, so I creeped on your Facebook page to see where you like to eat. And she's like, that's sweet. And I'm like, it's not. <laughs> that's why my Facebook page is private. I know that is part of it, though. I'm not saying the double standard isn't there because, sure, if I am talking to someone or even going to meet them, I'm probably going to do a light search on their social medias. There's I'm not judging that. However, it's you're talking to a powerful man that you are already in a unequal balance status between and thus that only makes me more anxious. Him yelling at a dog. It's like, get the hand of your fucking dog. <laughs> I love that man's best friend is now a woman's best friend this episode or this uh, movie. And he says that he was bit as a child. She thinks that he's still cute and he wants her to spend the night with him. And I'm like, you know, he does this with every woman. But I know like on the flip side of it, there could be a part where Sherry's like, well, why the fuck not? I'm not with my ex, you know, I'm maybe I'm not trying to start a relationship with this person, but maybe, but then it, my first thing is always, but you got a kid at home. And the minute you got a babysitter and a kid at home, you don't play, you don't even play these games no more. You don't play the same type of games anymore. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta balance it out. You ain't even giving your babysitter a heads up. So I, and then she even, she doesn't listen to her initial instinct where she he's like, come on in the house. He sees that he's got an alarm for 525. He's like, I'll wake you up at 630. Uh, uh, just stay for a, gr a drink, just a drink. And she ends up going into that house. And then I did like the way it was filmed where she was in there. She was panting. And then all of a sudden she's screaming and she runs out and she's all fucked up. <laughs> like things turn very quickly. But I wouldn't have went in that house. I, 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 that's just me. I'm like, nah, I am not mixing business. And that's when that's when you always fuck up. And that's how they try to get you every damn time. I know when you are in it. Oh, the music's by Rob. I just know that guy. Um, I know him. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Uh, he is a composer so that's why I, I know the name uh, I got distracted so she starts running away from him she runs into these two white women and this this is a little bit like um, when you see how white women react when it's someone not of their race and it's really sad really 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 sad like oh should i believe you are you telling me the truth She's like i'm attacked i have fucking blood on my head it clearly looks like i've been through something and they they try to get her for public intoxication bitch i know you gotta take a goddamn uh breathalyzer but i think when they explain later on in the movie that he is actually actively controlling men that makes a little bit more sense but the female reaction is what I was most criticizing in this moment because I also am not above the police because it's been happening for decades that all of a sudden they're going to take any woman that says they've been attacked seriously. But and I want to say that it that would not happen, but I've, I've watched too much true crime to know, unfortunately, police are dicks, Spe man especially when it comes to a female coming in to accuse someone of a crime. Uh, I, I don't know what is the disconnect there. Why women have to go through hell just to be 
protected or, you know, just to have their voice heard. It doesn't, it doesn't compute that someone would be so physically in front of you molested and you would be like, oh, you're just, you're just drunk. <laughs> like, am I slurring my speech? Am I sounding unreasonable? Then those, that woman holding her purse, like she's trying to rob her. She's talking to her very casually. She doesn't have any shoes on. And she's like, oh, I'll call 911 for you. Then she criticizes her for not knowing her babysitter's number. But also on the flip side, I do understand that criticism because that is something truly I think we could do better at as a species, particularly us females when it comes to knowing numbers that are important in case things go wrong. Uh, but that's for everybody, everybody, but especially women. Yeah, I would know the number to my babysitter. <laughs> you know, I try to keep numbers in my head. I know my mom's number. I know my sister's number. No, that's the one I don't know. I know my mom and my dad's number. I know my number and I know my daughter's number. Uh, I know their addresses, but I do store a lot of things in our phone and that makes our brains don't work as, uh, doesn't put as much on our brains to work to retain information as much as we should. And, you know, getting in touch with a person that's taking care of your child, that should be one of the numbers you should make an effort to actually to learn. But being criticized for it, like, how do you not know your babysitter's number? Like, bitch, shut the fuck up this is not the time to even go into such criticisms right they call 911 they arrest her because they think she's drunk they take her to the police station she asks for a tampon once again there's like okay and at that point you are sounding a little bit like a crazy person <laughs> she gets a cell with a lady and the other lady's like what what you in for you might as well tell us might as well tell me because it's only me up in here Ain't nowhere else we gonna go. But she starts telling her about what's happened. And she's like, don't take this personally. But get me the fuck out of here. This bitch is trying to kill me. Let up, bitch. Get fucked. Apparently what is happening to her happened to her friend who was later found dead. She said, you need to find the lady. That's the, uh, the first lady. That's the only thing that's going to help you because he's got your scent now. And she gets out of the cell with her. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. And he controls men. That's when the police just show him in. And despite her yelling, that's the man that attacked me. No one is listening to her. He comes in and he tells her, look, uh, I like you. I think you got a little fight in you. And how about this? If you survive to the morning I will let you go because he wants to go on the hunt and that's the thing too about men in our society they really hate the women that challenge them the most but secretly they really want those women to submit to them because it's all about their ego <laughs> which is why you get the end of this episode the way it plays out where he has clearly won but she's able to by saying I want you and that's all they ever really want to hear is that the disgusting thing that they are, women actually take it to their bosoms and <laughs> take care of and love and desire. But, and I'm not even anti-men. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> I'm actually more anti-white feminism than I am anti-men. Men are pieces of shit, don't get me wrong. Uh, in particular corners of the universe and the globe, but so are women. <laughs> but men have had their their hand on the power button for a very long time and i think that that it, there is something to be said for that and how they have uh in the course of humanity really just been a shit show when it comes to to the the many things in which uh they're very toxic masculine <laughs> traits have have uh, unfolded on the world and how they mostly have subjugated women I think more so than anything because I think I'm I'm of the opinion that women being in power doesn't necessarily mean that you won't have some of the same 
issues as men being in power. The difference is, is one's been able to subjugate the other from even attempting it. And that's the issue, their place, you know, their role in society that's continually uh, been preached down until maybe the 19th century, but more into the 20th century that actually has uh, has even been seen a meaningful change because in the 50s and 60s, it was very much still, oh, no, you stay at home, you take care of the children. And uh, the man is the be all see all do all but he lets her go upon being released she goes to james apartment she gets into a cab and she's like i could pay you when i get there the cab driver is very sympathetic however there's nothing and i think that's that's something to be said out there like i said i'm trying to go for the meta commentary here like there's people that are going to see even good men out there but they still don't have the power to be able to truly, truly make a difference to help women, I guess. Um, but she gets, because he's like, where are you headed to your boss's house? Good. He takes her there. He says he's seen a lot of girls that are in her situation. And that is that. Like, I, I don't disbelieve that there is probably a very prolific female, um, or feminine type of war going on, particularly not even, I I talk about America, but truly America is one beast. But if you go to say, uh, trying to think of a country like Russia or uh, the Emirates or these very high slave uh, populations, particularly around women where they're offered into sexual exploitation all over the world, you know, we have a problem that we don't have the, we're not, we're not the issue. It's, it's definitely worse other places. It's not to say, at least we get to, 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 to march down the fucking street, right? Doesn't mean our problems get solved. It just means that they can be taken seriously versus in a lot of places in the world where women can't even speak up because they'll be beaten still. But she goes to James' apartment Judy is very flabbergasted, but eventually does tell Sherry, hey, you need to get his scent off of you because he knows what you smell like. James comes in. He pretends to be very sympathetic, but she looks on his computer and finds out that he has been offering ties for Ethan. Uh, She cleans up, but apparently every time she cleans up is never enough. She runs to a bus and she's able to call her ex-boyfriend Trey for help. The bus driver was like, come on, baby, you can use my phone. But it's always like that, ain't it? It's like black women were like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but here you go. You go ahead, use my phone, baby. (laughs) And we are kind of like that. We might not get fucking involved. We might actually get involved, though. I know I'm like that. I'm not a bystander. I do not have the bystander effect. I kind of wish I do because I almost fear that sometimes. Like, I don't want to get shot with someone else's fucking problems. But if I ever saw like a man hit a woman, there's like no way in fucking hell I could probably stand there and allow that shit to happen. (laughs) I would probably be all up on him before I even knew what the fuck happened. Anything, the only thing that would probably restrain me is my daughter. I'm like, okay, stay in the car, lock the door. Mommy be back. Why are you going, mommy? Why you got the tire iron? Don't worry about it, baby. I'll be right, be right back. I'll be right back. And now let me get in my truck, cause all them bitches are catching. I think that's just me getting older. I don't know. Well, no, I've always been like that. I do not, I cannot. When someone weaker is being picked on, whether it's a woman, man, child, I do not like seeing abuse at all. Or someone in need of help and just turning my head away. Just not one of my, my, uh, not, not within me. Not within me. Now, if there's nothing I could fucking do, like your car's on fire and I'm, didn't see what fuck happens. And I'm just driving by at 60 miles per hour. I'm not going to go turn around and go see what can I do? Cause ain't much I can fucking do in that situation. But you, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, she ends up getting on the bus, calling Trey. This whole scene with Trey bothered me. 
She's like, is he tall in the in the jail cell? She's like, is he tall? I was like, he is not tall. <laughs> it's like five seven. I'm not saying that's short. I'm saying it ain't tall. <laughs> the whole trade thing was annoying me. It was very much annoying me only because he could clearly see that something fucking went wrong in her life more so than it ever would. This is a mother. And you sitting there talking about, uh, what you mean? What you, uh, that kind of reminded me of that Cat Williams sketch where he's like, yo, black friends will interrogate you more than the police. <laughs> Why do you even call me? Where did you been? Why did you go there? That was what he was doing. And she was just like, uh, I didn't want to tell you. And I don't know why she didn't tell him. Like, I was attacked. Any man that has any respect for you, that's all you need to say. Right? This is your baby daddy. He should say, someone attacked you, the mother of my child. Ain't nothing else need to be said. She's like, but she is also acting like she's on crack. Like, just go, just go, just tell him. I didn't want to tell you because, you know, I kind of went on a date with them. And then he did say, well, you should have known better. And I told you about that other dude and so on and so forth. But later on, he does come in and say, you know what? I was being stupid. None of this shit is your fault because it's the truth. Even though, yes, you may have made questionable decisions. You may have made a mistake. You don't deserve to be, (laughs) everyone makes mistakes. You don't deserve to somehow then be physically attacked. And everything that comes after is somehow on your plate because you made a error in judgment. Man, shut your bitch ass up, nigga. Nobody asked you how a bitch ass thing. You better shut the fuck up before I knock your fucking head off your shoulders, old ugly ass bitch. Stupid ass bitch. Nigga, I'll kick your- but I was really annoyed when she kept saying, get in the car, get in the car. And he just kept standing there. And then when she finally says I'm attacked, he just looks before getting in the car. It was just so stupid. <laughs> Then she gets to, apparently, it turns out, they get to his house. His girlfriend, Dawn, is her ex-best friend. And she's like, well, you fucked my ex-best friend. And he's like, no, you kicked me to the curb. I asked you, did you mind me dating your best friend? And then you got mad at her once we started dating. You can't handle the truth. They in there watching a horror movie. Dawn, at first, she's like... What this bitch doing showing up in my house? Then the minute she sees her and she's attacked, she's like, come on, girl, let me take care of you. Because that's exactly how it is. Like, no matter what my beef is with you, you do not deserve this. I'm not going to be petty. (laughs) So I like that part. She's like, I know there's a lot of shit between us. She's like, it is what it is. (laughs) But the dumbest part, the dumbest scene is... When he shows up at the house and he's like, I'm looking for Cherie. She's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. She got her shotgun. The one dude's there with a knife, like five of them deep <laughs> with weapons. Like, don't worry. Take Naylor in the back. He don't need to see all this. I got you, fam. I forgot before this scene, she got attacked in the alley and... There was a, a part where he just went up to the camera and smiled and looked over at the homeless woman. I shouldn't have laughed so hard, but I did as she was getting her ass kicked. Like, I don't see shit. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. But this is also the bystander effect, right? This is a, a, a elaborate, <laughs> but accurate, I think, portrayal of what it is to have the bystander effect. It's like, it's not my business. I don't want to get involved. Even if I could do something, I don't want to. But, you, you know, in that case, that probably did save her life in that moment. Because shit, she didn't know it at the time. But this is a superhuman demon. <laughs> so minding her business kept her living another day. As how shit worked out for Dawn and her friends. They dead. They're absolutely dead. She tells Naylor, don't come out of the bathroom for nothing. She had this boy read her, her tarot cards i was like why do we need to bring tarot cards into this? <laughs> the minute i went and saw death i'm like ah, i'm fucked <laughs> i'm sorry i don't believe in tarot cards and the whole idea that they try to bring you know hey you don't believe in stuff like like you the youth don't believe in evil entities out there and it's like yeah yeah i believe in evil entities they're just 
the flesh and blood variety so this uh leads to them dancing <laughs> i actually did think the scene was pretty well uh well orchestrated as something that's rather not funny but something a psychopath would do that it has an enormous amount of power like look i love this song come dance with me because he is he's just fucking with her at this moment he's having fun he likes the fact that she can fight back he likes the fact that she's actually smart even though he tries to at first because there are don't get me wrong there are a, a lot of women out there that are just after powerful men and they want to do it with their with their legs and i ain't got no i ain't got no judgment against you but you taking them chances you really are and you're willing to do a lot more sacrificial type of shit to uh to gain the power to gain the the perks that you think go along with that but there are also women out there that are extremely smart like sherry seems to be like oh that's venus because he thought it was more romantic you know the goddess of love and desire and not which is like yeah that's fucking jupiter i can see the rings <laughs> so oh you taught me about astrology uh actually that's astronomy i shouldn't be correcting you all the time however i need to do it because you're an idiot <laughs> I will say there are some people like if you're gonna call someone out for being full of shit just call them out for being full of shit don't then try to be charmed by him too because then if that was the case you just let it go right like uh, he might have meant astronomy because that's a huge pet peeve of mine and I try not to do it all the time I really do is correcting people when you know what they meant to say versus what they actually did say now if it clearly did seem as if like well hey by the way you know, this is the meaning of and try not to sit on like a pretentious ass. So I know that's really hard to do. And I struggle with it myself. So I'm, I'm not judging. <laughs> she uh, she then goes. Oh, well, first, Trey, who comes back from wherever the fuck he was at. Is uh, and she tells him, she's like, just shut up. Don't say a word. Don't say nothing. And she's like, aren't you not surprised? Because he got his head ripped the fuck off. You know he did. I did laugh with Nolar. Was that his name? When he said <laughs> it was in Norland? I think it was Norland. When he said, Do you go to church? You should. <laughs> Put your faith in the light. So after after Trey's death, that's exactly what she does next. Like, what did he want it? Like, why did he feel the need to kill her in like privately? Where was he going to take her? Was there an intention of sexually assaulting her and then killing her? Because it felt as if the killing part was very drawn out. <laughs> I know you were hunting her, but you caught her several times and it was all over. And then she very conveniently got away. She goes to the church. Turns out he could shape shift. He's like, I chose you. Mm hmm. No, you didn't. James did. <laughs> and that's when he reveals his true form to her. We didn't get to see it, but it was enough to have her apologizing. It's like, you believe in me now. And just as he is strangling her, it's another moment where it's like, okay, he just wants to kill her. He's about to strangle her. Then the priest who we thought was dead wasn't dead and took the crucifix. She threw holy water on him. She's like, I'm not a vampire. <laughs> but I understand the idea of it. Um, you're a demon. You must be all, thing, all things against God. But kind of like what the first lady said all demons are just corrupted angels so if that's the case i don't think that you know they're used to the sacrament it just no longer applies to them but she ends up getting away out of a door the priest leads her to he unfortunately dies and this leads her to a rave <laughs> where she finds the number for the lady just casually around and 
is about to be, I guess, pressured. I don't know. When a group of guys come around me and they're like about to accost me or they even think about, especially when we're in a club. And I do like, but I've been in clubs. That That's the thing. I want to say part of this may be in different areas. I don't know. Maybe it's the way in which one did. I've been by myself to clubs and I don't, I don't get harassed by men. <laughs> Maybe because I'm black. Maybe I'm not attractive enough. I don't know. Uh, that's not, I don't, I don't think that I'm the ugliest thing in the world, but you know, maybe it's just these bomb tens that, that are chased around the, the, the club as much. But I also think that men aren't as picky and all men aren't as picky. <laughs> They're going to go for whatever. <laughs> but I've had a guy like look at me and, you know, it's walked over and I was just like, no. I, I don't want that with you. Sorry. And I'll, I'll be nice about it. I'm not a dick unless you make me be a dick. And it's usually like, cool. Like the person I said no to, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be interested in you in that manner. But hey, if you're having a good time, we walk downstairs, <laughs> did a little dancing. It's cool. It's fine. Uh, but I do know men could be pushy too. Just depends on where you are. But... If someone was following me around the way the way it's following her around, I would have been all up in it, especially after my night. I would have been like that woman in uh, I'm gonna get you sucker when she turned around. She was like, cramps. totally better if she leaned into that more if they leaned into that more you know like I'm getting pissed (laughs) I know it's not meant to be a revenge woman and more like a because you don't want to that's always that split line we don't want to make about revenge because that's not how it should be but also no like motherfucker keep pressing me (laughs) especially when my hormones are out of control and you clearly want to keep bringing up the fact that she's on her period i mean she threw period blood on a truck to throw him off her scent uh then yeah you you you, at that moment in the club when those men approached her that's when she was like look i'm gonna bottle one of y'all bitches keep it up keep it up she is rescued by a group of white women (laughs) that totally are on the feminist track like this is gonna be our year Very sad when she finds out that she's leaking once again from the tampons that don't seem to work and her location is revealed because it's going to take her to the the beach at sunrise to go surfing like we got you girl feminist power woohoo then that car is just crashed she felt bad she did put a blanket over one of them but I'm like there's still four corpses on the road (laughs) It shows up at the at the accident site and uh he tells her look uh you got far but too bad throws her out of the car because she because he tells her i'm going to take your daughter and i'm going to raise her for myself so th- there was this idea at the end of the episode that what like th- these they take out whole matriarchy lines that may have the the particular gene pool in there to be to rise up (laughs) just made me laugh then the dog shows up and he just disappeared he disappeared because of the dog and then it started growling and she's like no don't attack me she's like no i protect protect those that are in need and that's very true about puppies they really are they're like that they're the sweetest things um i really did like this little dog too i kind of wanted it it's like, oh, look at that, look at that fat little head. But he just disappeared. He really is afraid of dogs. So I would have, my play, my, you know where I would have went after this? A dog pound. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? That is one guaranteed place that motherfucker won't show up. But alas, she goes to find the lady. And she does. She goes to the spa. She finds her. They're all in there freaking doing martial arts for some reason. That was not at all <laughs> explained. <laughs> Just the p- 
girl station. They even give her an outfit for no reason. Her fourth outfit change of the movie. <laughs> and she's like, look, I'm the first angel. So she's supposed to be Michael. She's like, uh, I'm in this human suit. But we have a few women that we've saved. They put them in a deep sleep or some shit and then take their menstrual blood and put it all. We only bleed seven days out of the fucking week. And only some of us don't even make it all seven days, like three to four. What the fuck? <laughs> this seems, is this happening every day? There, there are some things I still want to know. But they want to use her as bait because why not? And at that moment, I'd be like, yes, I finally got to somebody who could fuck him up. What do you need me to do? What do you need me to do? Uh, then, then she does use herself as bait. However, five minutes to go is a lot of time with a superpowered being by a carousel. And she thinks about her daughter. When she wakes, he's got her all stigmated. She says, I want you. And that's enough to let her go. She takes a rock. And he's like, what you thought this one rock was going to do anything? Bitch, you know she got back up somewhere. Because you even said, I, I I see you met the first lady. <laughs> you didn't think anybody else would be around with some rocks in this blackout room? You trying to trick me? No, we already tricked you. Your alarm went off. How the fuck you going to get home? You so busy worried about eating me right now. You should be trying to get the fuck up out of here. But yeah, we get a whole bunch of rocks thrown through the window. And then her taking a pail and letting all the light flood in so that he can run out and then she could talk shit to his mortally weakened body before before the lady simply lights a regular lighter and sets him on fire <laughs> and then she returns home to her daughter and that's that's the movie that's it um very underwhelming on how he was defeated. There's no getting around to that. Um, they didn't even start saying any prayers or shit. Uh, I, while I love seeing Sheree in almost anything, she was mortally underutilized, but I think she was just like, look, this is a paycheck. <laughs> I do feel like Ella Belinska does a lot of things for a paycheck, or it might be something interesting or different to her and she'll go into it. Uh, the the creator did say that the film was based on her real life experiences of being a victim of traumatizing date and sexual assault that's unfortunate and that is sad though that a lot of women can come out and say yeah i've had this somewhat it didn't make me go this far or this dramatically but in some respect you've been on that that scary date or Unfortunately, things have gotten to a part where you're really uncomfortable or you've been sexually assaulted. Um, I think the scariest red flag thing that I, I've never done, I did not go, but I'm glad I didn't go. When I was about 19, I was dating, not dating, because you can't really say you're dating someone that you went out with like once, but he was a cop. And I went over his house the first time and he showed me two of his guns and let me hold them. That's uh, <laughs> red flag one. But I will never, uh, he came by my house a few times when I still live with my mommy. <laughs> and definitely no one ever wants to see cops outside and talking to anybody. <laughs> and they think it's casual. Like, who's going to jail? Uh, he was of the Caucasian persuasion. And one day, one night, he actually calls me and he's like, yeah, let's come down and hang out with some of my friends down by the train station. And I don't know what it was about that simple request that had every hair raising on my arms. And I was like, no, I never saw him again after that. Never saw him again after that. I, I, I couldn't tell you if something would have happened that night to me. But I can tell you the idea of me being alone in a group of men that are all people with an immense amount of power, not to mention where they wanted to meet was somewhere pretty, ex you know, um, pretty uh, off the beaten path, so to speak. Luckily, I do think for the most part, I, I 
put myself in positions but I've also been on a date where I'm just like uh, I feel uncomfortable after the whole entire thing so it is hard it's it's harder for women to to um or I say I should say not harder but it it's a lot more you have to consider when you're going out on a date you have to make sure you're taken care of um as far as the risk that you're taking <laughs> and it's even more so when you have a child it just truly is. You would love to say that things are changed and people are different, but time tells us that that's not the case. And that means we got to be diligent. Doesn't mean that when things go bad that they des- that they- we deserve to let them happen to us. But I always say it, and I- some people don't like that I say that you do need to be diligent. You do need to assess your assess the the risk level and don't make dumb decisions because while certainly victim blaming is is not okay we do need to be cognizant of of the triggers in life so that we can a avoid them don't take a drink from a stranger because unless you see them not them even make it a bartender make it you know you're right there because now we have to worry about date raping. It's just, that's the nature of the course of the world that you live in. You have to adjust yourself and not live in la-la land thinking that, oh, well, you know, I'm going to trust that the system is going to be okay for me. And I think, I hate to say this, but white women are far more riskier than black women in those situations, even though black women and brown women aren't nearly as missed or followed up on as it would be if a Caucasian woman goes missing or something happens to them. It is taken a, a lot differently um, with the racial divide, which is why I always mention white feminism and feminism, because I do think they're separate things, because I do think white feminists have a really different agenda that really has everything to do with them and not everything to do with the inclusiveness of what feminism is for everyone involved and not specifically to improve your uh, racial role with white men but I did didn't think it was the worst thing I've ever seen I guess I think the 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 comedy aspect of it kept me a little engaged and it was silly and you know it is black and brown people primarily in the cast and I'm all about trying to support even if I don't love it so I gave this movie a 6.8 out of 10 if you're just looking for something to pass the time with (laughs) with lines like i ain't afraid of dawn i am the fuck <laughs> that's very if it, that very felt very true to a black conversation right there then, then check it out check it out if you have any lingering thoughts just leave those below if you want to send feedback for any other show that i'm doing blackercouch at gmail.com my social media will be below as well remember to like share and subscribe Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.